So uh, Pocket Value Podcast, we got uh, the owners, the CEOs and everything, whatever you want to call them, the, the owners of Vending University. They are killing it right now in the vending machine game. And guess what? They're going to be dropping some gems out there in the universe for you guys to just soak it all up. All right. So um, on, on, on the uh, podcast, we got Joseph and we got Ben. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Man, it's it's just it's just good having you guys right now, man. I, I, hey, vending machines is hot right now. The business is hot. Um, it's in its its peak, and you know I just had to have you guys on board and you know just drop some some gems out there in the atmosphere, man. As we could see, Joseph, he's mad laid back right now. That means he's making money. He's stacking stacks. All right. So, and uh, Ben looked like he's in the back of the warehouse or something like y'all, y'all killing it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man. So i got a few questions for y'all, man. And, you know, hope we could knock this out and, and, and just, you know, give the people what they want, uh, which is, you know, just, you know, just, just some gems, man. Just plain old uh, valuables that we're going to drop out uh, there for these people listening, with listening and watching this podcast, because of course, uh, we're going to be on YouTube, but, um, you know, it's also going to be on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Play. So uh, some people would say Apple Podcast. But I got one. One, The first question I got for you all, right, is how did you both get started? You guys are business partners. Yep. How did you get started uh, in the vending machine business? Uh, so I guess you can say Twitter really is what got us going. Um, being is an avid uh financial connoisseur i guess you could say and was like researching tons of stuff like hey we should try this no we should try this and he just kept on seeing like vending was the one thing that was kind of repetitive like we would see people talking about vending and he was like hey this kind of dope and then he just keeps sending stuff keeps sending stuff and I was in school at the time. I was like, yeah, you know, that might not be a you know a good idea. I was living off uh student loan money. So it wasn't just <laughs> like I could be like, hey, uh, yeah, I got a couple, you know, we couldn't do much else to, you know, with a little bit of money. So I was like, you know what? Let's do some research. And I think vending may be, you know, the route to go for us, seeing that it has such low startup costs and things like that. So I guess you could say Ben and Twitter is really what got us started because uh he was sent stuff and it's kind of funny that's how we like met each other originally was twitter so <laughs> i guess it came, full, it came full circle <laughs> so ben what's what's your backstory man now nah, i mean Jay, uh Jay, joseph hit it right on the head like just looking for a side hustle looking for something that we could do that outside of our nine to five to bring in some extra income and then you start researching different side hustles, whether it's like reselling on eBay or like Amazon or different things. And you try to fit something that, that works best for you. And vending was something that stuck out to me. I think I saw a Twitter post or an Instagram post that was like, we're making $3,000 a month from these vending machines. So when I saw that, I'm like, hold on, you got one or two vending machines. If I multiply that by 10, that's $30,000. So, um, I mean, I'm a numbers guy and the numbers made sense. Like you were saying, the low startup costs, the high yeah. returns, it doesn't take like a million dollars to start this business or it doesn't, you don't have to have a whole bunch of capital. So if you just have the will to to get it started and to go with it, you can be successful in owning the vending machine business. 
And how many years ago was this? Uh, this was about two and a half years ago that we actually yes. like started looking into it. So, yeah, we've been we bought our first machine about it, it's a little over two years ago now. So, oh wow, wow. So, would you say uh, within the past year, uh, this side of the business kind of like exploded? Oh, definitely in this past year. A lot of people think just because it was a pandemic, like uh, business would have slowed down. But I mean, for the first couple of months, it did slow down. But after that, I mean, once people started going back to work and the essential businesses were still there, they still mm -hmm. wanted vending machines. They still wanted good service. So mm -hmm. that to keep people in their building, that was a big selling point for us. And that really helped us get a lot of locations within the past year. Now, here's here's another question I have for you. Right. Um does somebody need to get a business license uh, when, when starting out in this business or LLC? It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah. We just made a post the other day and it was like 99% of the things you think you need to start a business, you really don't. So I'm not sure how other businesses work, but with vending, find a machine, buy it and place it. Of course, you're going to need like licensure and things like later on down the line for tax person. Uh -huh. purposes and things like that but to get your first machine no uh i was reading a book it's called eat that frog and it's about like procrastination and it's like people confuse activity for action or action for, mm -hmm. like basically people will walk in circles instead mm -hmm. of making actual progress yeah. so they'll talk about i need an llc i'm gonna get an llc and then they get an llc and don't do what they need to do so if you want a machine just get that machine place it just start you can perfect it later i think gary v had like just start you can perfect whatever you're doing later so you will need one eventually but it's not essential to start and and, and ben i was telling joseph earlier that you know i'm in the real estate investing game and uh one rule of thumb man is like never get an llc uh before you before your second deal like the first deal you're not sure you're going to get a yep. second or a third or fourth deal. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. And that's the same thing, thing with vending. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to get that first, first, first location, that first machine to know that you can actually do it, to have some social proof. And then you can go out and start actually letting your business spend the money. You don't want to spend excess funds that you don't have. So let your business make you money. That makes sense. Now, what's a good startup cost? You know, for somebody new coming in, they, they have no idea of where to start, how to start, how much it would cost. What's a good startup cost on, you know, on a level, on, a, on, a, on an average? So what we like to tell people is $1,200. And the reason why we say 1200 like this is the lowest you can have to start. I mean, of course, it's always better to have more cash reserves. But we say if you got $1,200 in your pocket, you can start a vending machine business. And we're talking about buying a used vending machine. That's going to be most of your costs right there. So you can find a decent, a good used vending machine for about $800. And um, after that, you're going to need somebody to move that machine because these machines weigh about 600 to 1,000 pounds. So you're not going to be able to move that machine yourself. So you're going to need to pay somebody about $150 to move the machine. So that puts you at what, 950 And then another... Uh, cost that people don't think about is you need coins to fill the machine. So you're going to need dimes, nickels, and quarters to fill the machine to give change back. Because if you try and work a vending machine without coins in it, it's not going to operate. So you need to fill it up with coins, which is about $50. So that'll put us about a hundred, a thousand dollars. 
And then the last cost is about $200 worth of product to fill it up with. Because you can't, if you don't have any product, you're not going to make any sales. So that yeah. quick rundown is why we say about $1,200. Now, of course, the LLC, a website, uh, business cards, all that stuff is extra that you can get later on down the line. But if you're just trying to get a vending machine and place it somewhere, it's $1,200. Wow. That's what we say is the startup cost. What comes first, the machine Joseph, or the location? Ahead. Should a person get the machine first or find a location? You know... This is Joseph's favorite question. We get this <laughs> question a lot. And <laughs> I personally say, why would you get a machine if you don't have somewhere to put it? Mm. You want to pay for storage? You going to put it in mm. your living room? Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> it kind of answers itself because people ask this all the time. And you're like, well, I could pay for storage. So you're going to pay for storage with money you ain't making? So go get that location. Because the thing is with locations, if they don't have a vending machine, you taking two extra weeks to get the machine in there is not going to hurt them because they don't know what they're missing. So mm -hmm. get your location, then find you a good machine that suits the needs of that location. They might mm -hmm. not need the newest machine. They might need something that just vents. So get you a location, then you can find your machine because it, it makes no sense to pay storage fees, to have a machine sitting in your living room or your studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, yeah. get your location, and then you can find the machine you need if you need a combo machine, which we I'm not recommending, you know, if they want drink and snack machine. So uh -huh. always, always, always get that location first. So where do you get these machines? Where do you find them? being answered that one yeah so i mean it just depends do you want a new machine do you want a refurbished machine or do you want a used machine and that's like goes into your startup cost so with okay. you new machines there's a lot of different websites that you can get them from we don't believe in buying new machines just because that we feel like the investment most of the times you're going to pay at least three thousand uh at least four thousand dollars for a, new, a brand new mm -hmm. machine and to yeah. us, it's not worth it because you can buy a refurbished machine, which is like new, that's yeah. been fully operating, pretty much brand uh, made new again for anywhere from about $1,200 to $3,000. So it's mm -hmm. the same as a new machine. And you can find these machines on um, just some different vending websites. But what we also look for, we, we personally buy used machines. Mm -hmm. So we get our used machines from Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, mm -hmm. um, OfferUp, LetGo, usedvending.com. These are the places that we look for because we can find deals where we're getting machines anywhere from $400 to $1,200. And they might require a little bit of work, but we put the time in and knowledge to know that what we can do and the parts we need to bring them back up to speed. So that helps us grow our business faster and that helps us keep our products uh, costs lower. But we suggest um, if you're starting out and you're looking for a machine to go the refurbished route because you know everything works. Really? And some good refurbished um, web, it just, uh, it depends on your area because yeah. shipping costs can be different. But if you just Google search refurbished vending machines, there uh -huh. are probably at least a hundred websites that'll pop up. So it's a lot of different places to get vending machines. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say something, Joseph? No, I was going to say, if not more, like if you Google anything vending related, you'll find some site that is selling machines. Mm -hmm. Now, now, now the thing is, uh, you mentioned used, uh, and you know, I, I guess that's the more, uh, affordable route, less costly right now. What if somebody, you know, purchase, you know, a new machine 
and it has it has they find out it, it has mechanical issues what then what 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 would they do then so those <laughs> machines they should be under warranty like i said if you buy yeah. if you buy a brand new machine and yeah. anything breaks down within two years like yeah i would be irate because wow. the amount of money that you have to pay for those new machines is is extensive so if anything breaks on it within two years that's a problem but they should have warranties and they should have mechanics that will come out that they, the company should take care of it. But they have vending machine repair guys that will come out and do service calls. Like our guy, he charges $125 flat fee, no matter what it is, and plus the cost of parts. Okay. So we pretty much, um, anything that we know we can't fix, that's when we'll go to him. But our best friend is uh, YouTube, YouTube University. That's what we like to call it. <laughs> because literally almost 90% of the issues we've had with our vending machines we found the fix to it on YouTube. So before you go out and pay somebody $125, $150, or however much it may be, try and figure it out yourself because these are just machines with mechanical systems that all work the same. So if you can figure out the system, you can figure out how to fix it. Exactly. Now, if, if somebody purchases a new machine, right, um, can the supplier, uh, can you have the supplier ship the machine to the location where it's gonna be staged? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, you can even do that with most refurbished machines. Uh -huh. Because mm -hmm. when you get refurbished machines, they're from like actual companies that refurbish them. Mm -hmm. It's not just like your regular Joe Blow fixing them. Okay. It's like actual. We got a um, refurbished machine from New York, actually. Okay. And shipped to Nashville. Uh -huh. Like refurbished machines new machines they can be shipped exactly to where you need and want them to be so so how can somebody and this is another question man because i have so many questions and i've been definitely doing my due diligence on this you know on youtube university like ben mentioned and and i feel like that is the go-to spot for information i don't know why some people you know are living broken these days because there's just so much yep. information there uh to add so much value right uh, so here, here's here, here's my my next question. How how does someone find locations? Because you know, for me, growing up in high school in Miami, you know, I remember seeing vending machines. I remember seeing you know going to you know certain areas, certain establishments, and I'll see vending machines. You know, you know, I used to like shake the vending machines and stuff. I know y'all probably <laughs> did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Being frust frustrated and stuff. Now, how how does somebody find locate find the location? So that's uh, so, yeah. Actually, yeah, probably one of the easiest things to do. No way, really. Drive. You do real estate, so driving for dollars. You hop in your car, and you go in. Well, first, it sounds crazy. What we do is we get on the internet, we look up different businesses, and we go through their photos to see if they have vending machines. If we okay. don't see any vending machines, wow, we'll go like say to that location. And mm -hmm. while we're there, we'll just drive around. So basically driving for dollars, looking for like, oh, this might be a good place. <laughs> Go in and ask, do they have vending machines? It's been like many weekends. We'll be like, I'll um, go to Nashville and we'll just hop in the car and we'll just go look at hotels like, oh. And they'll, they'll look at us crazy in the front desk and we just walk straight to where the stack machines would be. Like, <laughs> they probably need some new stuff. We'll walk back and be like, Hey, who services these? How often do they service these? You wow. know, a lot of hotels may have markets and stuff now, but mm -hmm. we literally hop in the car and just yeah. 
use our people skills. Like, hey, y'all need machines? Y'all looking for the machines? And it's simple as that. You you you've been dropping some uh some real estate uh, <laughs> terminologies in here. You got some background in uh, REI? No no no, just just doing my due diligence as you say. <laughs> Yo, so where do we get snacks for the machines? Uh, where do you guys go for snacks? Anywhere you yeah, we we buy our snacks in bulk. So <laughs> we get the big boys. We get we uh we go to like Sam's or Costco or BJ. Okay. And then um, the place we love the most is a vending machine warehouse. So when you're first starting out, if you only have like one snack machine, it doesn't make sense for you to get a, a 50 box bag of chips. I mean, a yeah. 50 bag box of chips. So what you should do is you should find a vending warehouse where you can get like individual tip chips, where you can get chips um, like five bags at a time, 10 bags at a time. So you're not breaking the bank on stuff like that. So that really helps us out. And vending warehouses, they have everything you need. A lot of them have parts, a lot of them have machines, a lot of them have um, the products you need. It's just a one-stop shop. So if you can find a vending machine warehouse in your city, that's really the cheat code to this business. I mean, if I'm a cashier and I see you come, you know, uh, coming out of, uh, you know, Sam's or something with, with, with a whole bunch of chips, I'm going to ask you some questions. Do you get those questions sometimes? Yeah, particularly when we're at Walmart and we go to catch a sale on like drinks or something because Walmart <laughs> has really good prices on 16.9 ounce drinks mm -hmm. and they'll see us leaving with like 26 packs of drinks. They're like, hey, what you doing with all that? And so we have to let them know like we own a vending machine business. And then that's when you give a shameless plug and a pitch. Do you like, you know, any businesses that might be looking for vending machines? So <laughs> always be selling. So what's some key things some people uh, need to have in this business? You know, for example, a pallet jack, because we did, we, we were talking about uh, the weight of these things, these machines. What what are some, you know, essential things, you know, stuff that, you you, you know, somebody probably needs? So once you have a good location, that'll All make right. money. And then once you get money, you can go rent these things or hire people to do it. Because okay. if you really think about it, a pallet jack is a great investment if you like mm -hmm. think about moving machines and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's so much simpler to just pay somebody $150 to do it. Now, will we do it ourselves? Yeah. So, you know, say we, um, this weekend I'm going to Nashville. We had to rent a U-Haul or a Pence truck, the kind with the lift gate. And then we had to get a pallet jack. Then you need straps mm -hmm. to strap the machines in. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think the one solid investment that you need, a good tool a good toolbox a drill, cleaning supplies, mm -hmm. a dolly like to carry your snacks and stuff in, mm -hmm. and that, that may storage be bins, uh, storage bins. Storage yeah. bins to place your products in. Yeah, because okay. the thing is, you can rent a pallet jack. Like Home Depot, they're not super expensive. You can mm -hmm. rent a truck. You know, those aren't things that you need. But what you need is always 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 need straps because you don't want your machine moving mm -hmm. you won't want cleaning supplies just so you can mm -hmm. you know keep the machines clean you're gonna yeah. need your bins and totes and stuff to carry your machines i mean carry your snacks for your machines and uh another thing business cards doesn't really tie into those but keep business cards on you at all times mm -hmm. so yeah that's those are the essentials to vending Okay, so now you 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 uh you get a machine, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you find a location. Uh, now, do you need a, a contract? You know, between you and the business owner or manager of the the, the you know location. So that's a, a yes and a no. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be politically correct and to be true business savvy, yes, you need a contract. And that protects you, you and the business. And it just gives you an agreement that, hey, I'm putting my machine here. Um, I'm going to have it here for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't tell me to move my machine within this year. Uh, you can't bring in any more competition while my gotcha. machine's here without me noticing. If uh-huh. the um, if our service is bad, you can ask us. We can terminate this contract if you give us a 30-day or 60-day notice mm-hmm. and vice versa. So those type of things are what contracts are good for. But mm-hmm. sometimes contracts really scare off a lot of places because they don't want to be um, they don't want to be secure in something where you're going to give them bad service. Like if you start yeah. a business, you, your goal should never be to have bad service. That makes sense. And also another thing about contracts is, say the location is bad. The location only does say a hundred dollars a month. Then you don't want to be stuck there for a year. Mm. You want to get your machine out of there as fast as possible. So if you have a contract that says we're going to be here for a year and it's doing bad, you're going to want to get out that contract. Wow. So honestly, what we what we try to do is we try and do handshake contracts. So we try and let the people know up front, like, hey, um, we're going to do great service. We're going to come and refill these machines once a week or on an as needed basis. We're going mm-hmm. to constantly clean the machines, any uh, mechanical issues or any cash refunds. We're going to get them, get them fixed. And within 48 hours, we just lay it all out there and be completely transparent with them. And a lot of business owners, they really respect that. And a lot of times they really don't care for a contract for that reason. And the reason why I ask that is because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about big corporations, like let's just say Honda, you know, just car dealerships. Mm-hmm where I've seen, you know, uh, vending machines and stuff. So I've always wondered if there's some kind of contractual, you know, agreement uh, in in that space. Yeah, Yeah. so we have a lot of uh, car dealerships, RV dealerships, and we actually don't have uh, contracts with any of those. We just have a handshake agreement with management and they're completely Mm -hmm. fine with it because we do great service. We have insurance. They know that any type of damage or anything, we're going to cover it on our end. So they're perfectly fine without a contract. Now, if you want a bigger going after bigger um, locations and bigger um, places out there, like say Amazon or like a school system or like you're trying to get contracts with huge multiple locations, then yeah, of course you're going to need a contract then and like written business proposal and everything. But if you're going to the one-off mom and pop shops, the singular businesses, then you can just, a handshake agreement should suffice. Now, what about business insurance? Is that required? Uh, it's not required, but it's good for both parties. It mm-hmm. was best, better for you as well. It's a good selling point to tell businesses that you have insurance. Um, don't tell anybody this, but we didn't get insurance until we bought our fourth machine. But it's, <laughs> it's good. Like we said, it's good to have. To figure the rest out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, insurance saves you because let's say somebody comes in and breaks the glass on your machine. That'll be like a $400 fix that you'll have to come out of pocket for, whereas your insurance will, um, they'll pay you, they'll reimburse you back for that fix. Or God forbid this ever happens, but if somebody rocks your vending machine and it tips over and it kills them, that's a lawsuit that's going to be on you. So your insurance is going to cover that lawsuit. So these are the things that you want to look for. Um, The insurance is going to help you out. And it just, Mm -hmm. uh, it alleviates a lot of, potential costs that could happen if you don't have insurance. Got it. 
Now, now, how much uh, commission does these, uh, you know, location receive? Zero dollars if you do it correctly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> our, no, our, I... our largest location, we pay nothing. We don't pay anything anywhere, actually. Um, the key to it wow. is if you don't bring it up, most times they won't. So a lot of people go in leading with, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll pay you a commission for what? We don't bring it up unless it's necessary. And if it's not necessary, what are we discussing it for? Now, if it comes up and they bring it up, we'll discuss, you know, numbers and things along those lines. But we try to do everything without a commission because you're losing money that way. Yeah. Now, if it's a location that's just outstanding, okay, we can talk commission because, you know, it's not really cutting too much into the profit, but everything is about income. Like any money we have to pay out extra is money we're losing. So we try to avoid any commission mm -hmm. at all. Like we'll service it two times a week but we're not bringing up commission just because wow you bring up commission people are gonna think oh well let me have you know 10 percent of your sales for the month mm -hmm. say your location does 50 500 that's 50 dollars. then you still have to rebuy snacks that's gas going to and from if you have any maintenance issues so you're really losing money so if you can avoid just try to avoid it. I mean, if you guys come into my barbershop, you know, you want a vending machine in there. I'm going to be like, you know, does does that, you know, run on solar energy? Because y'all got to plug it in. That's power we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you also have to think about your customers are going to stay here longer. They're going to be happier customers because if you're in a barbershop, your barbers, if they ain't using apps, they probably going to have you waiting forever. So <laughs> they can go ahead and get them some snacks while they're there waiting. People aren't going to be leaving. So you kind of have to think about stuff like that. We'll benefit you just as much as you benefit us. I like that. And 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 uh, when you mentioned, uh, you know, not saying anything about the commission, it uh, being in real estate, I never talk about earnest money deposit when I'm speaking to a seller or sign a, a contract with a seller because I don't want to bring that up. I'm not going to give you a percentage to hold um, until you know I, I, I sell the property. So um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, de I definitely, definitely dig that. Um, so as far as profits go, right? How long on an on an average, right? Um, can a person expect to see some ROI? Return on so investment yeah, that, um, for those out there uh, watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that really just depends on like how you mm -hmm. run your numbers. So that's like we really preach location. Location is the key to success in this business. And there are a lot of locations that only make a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars a month. And mm -hmm. so you're gonna cop cut those your expenses in half because you're going to need half of that money for gas half mm -hmm. of that money to go back to products so mm -hmm. if you're making a hundred dollars you might only make fifty dollars in profit for the month and that's going to take a long time for you to get your money back on your investment but we have locations that do two thousand dollars a month because we know what to look for in a location and we know how to source these good locations high foot traffic a large number of employees um, long hours of uh, operation, multiple shifts. Like these are the things you want to look for in locations. 
And so when you have a location that does $2,000 a month and you're bringing home $1,200 in profit, that just go. And then if you buy the machine for $3,000, you can make your money back in two and a half, three months. So that's what that's what we really teach in our, in our university and what we try and teach people. Like, just don't put a vending machine anywhere. Find a good location to put it at because that's when you're going to make your money. And that's what makes this side hustle and this business so lucrative. So you got to make some key moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be strategic. Now, what's the success rate in this business? Uh, I don't know about a specific number, but I know if you have, if you know what you're doing and if you have the will to succeed, it's a lot of people that are successful. I know a lot of people who started out and within a year they have 10, 15, 20 machines. I know a lot of people who started out and they've been in the business for three to four years and they only have two machines. So it's really just about hustling. It's about networking. It's about going out and putting yourself out there and talking to these locations because you'll never land a location if you're afraid to go out and talk to somebody. If you're afraid to um, try and find a machine, like you can't sit back. You have to be aggressive in this business. But I think it's really high if you know what you're doing and you know what you're looking for. And if you find highly um, profitable locations. And I think also to that, Success is different to everybody. So mm-hmm. Ben and I may want three to five thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. off, you know, ten to fifteen machines, whereas Tom may just have one machine and he makes three hundred dollars a month, but that's enough to pay his car note. So it really just yep. depends on what you know success looks like. Because you know, you can have a machine that makes what five to seven hundred dollars. That could be your car, phone. And another bill that you don't have to take out of your, you know, your regular work check, or that could be money you invest in the stock. So it really just depends on what you're trying to do and, you know, what your money is trying to look like and what you're trying to make. Because, you know, say you get a machine, say the $1,200, first mm-hmm. three months you pay it back. The next nine months, you know, you're making money that's just extra income. Of course, you're going to have to get snacks and stuff, but say you still get to take home three hundred dollars a month that's still extra money that you have to kind of play with and you know you're you're adding so it's passive income that you're not really working hard for bingo yeah you mentioned stocks you guys invest in stocks (laughs) ben does (laughs) joseph you don't i'm putting him in the game he's getting there joseph Joseph, (laughs) uh so i'm in like healthcare, like my real job yeah. So I Ben's been working like a lot longer. Like I'm really just fresh out of school. So mm-hmm. like a lot of my money is like, nah, I gotta pay back my credit card. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm learning. I'm learning, but I'm not uh as well vested as Ben. You know, a lot of people <laughs> like calls and puts and options and this. I'm like, well, you know, I made two dollars this week, so I'm happy. So I'm not there yet, but you know, I'm learning. I'm taking it day by day. You I'm I'm pretty much there. Okay, okay. He's ben, just ben. he's just humble flex, man. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm there. <laughs> ben, yeah. uh, you, did you get caught up in that uh, uh, GameStop fiasco? I didn't do GameStop. I did AMC. So did AMC. I, I made a little profit on AMC. Yeah, I made a little profit on AMC. So I was cool with that. I got I got some friends who were trying to hold the line on GameStop, and they're hurting right now. So. <laughs> Big time. But I got in and got out. Yeah. 
<laughs> so earlier, uh, not too long ago, you mentioned, uh, you know, what you, you, you teach people. So you guys um, offer coaching. You guys got a coaching program, mentoring program, you know, and um, if so, uh, how can somebody, you know, get in touch with you guys? What's your social handles? You know, that's a two part question. So just you want to take this one? Yeah. So actually, uh, <laughs> like most millennials, DMs work amazing. Uh, <laughs> if people want to contact us. We Ben had me download this app. Uh, it's called Business Suite. We can see all our apps from like all of our social media. So if it's Facebook, Instagram, anything like it'll pop up, and we're able to just respond in there. So if people want coaching, uh, they can DM us on our website. Um, we have our business phone numbers. We've even had people who I'm sure are older email us because i'm like how did they even find this email yeah. but people people can email us um like people email us like instead of dm like hey i want to purchase your course i'm like it's right there in the instagram link but you know so yeah you know there's people. so many uh ways to reach out to us uh a lot of times like say if somebody even reaches out to like our personal pages we'll just mm -hmm. send them over to the vending page but like mm -hmm. DM us and then we'll go from there setting up a call, just kind of establishing what they want to do. And then from there, we'll kind of, you know, set up uh, consultations or just, you know, mentorship or just kind of guidance to figure out what they want to do. Because the first thing we suggest to anyone that reaches out to us, do your research. Because a lot of people will ask questions that easily they could have Googled and in our minds, like, if you're not going to do this simple research, mm -hmm. are you really going to be invested in us helping you? Or mm -hmm. you just kind of, you know, want to say you're doing it. Like I said mm -hmm. earlier, walking in circles. So, um, that's that. And then I'll speak a little to this. We're kind of working at formulating a group mm -hmm. full of various vendors of various different levels where it's kind of like a conglomeration of various people like new vendors old vendors where people have a platform to come and talk all things vending so i'll let ben expound a little bit about that and let uh i guess also let you know where you can reach us but yeah that's just my two cents on it okay but yeah you can um follow our instagram at vending.university and that's where we um we post every day sometimes two to three times a day about um, just giving out free game about how to start your vending machine business. And um, there you can also click the link in our bio and it'll take you to where you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. And we also have a mentorship program on there. It's um, But we we truly like believe that uh, we want people to get our course. We created a two-hour long, fully comprehensive video e-course. And that literally takes you through every step about how to start a vending business, how to run your vending business, and how to um, grow your vending business from where to buy machines, um, where to how to find locations, sales pitches you use, um, how to grow, how to grow your business. Just everything you could think about starting your business. We took everything that we lacked when we first started, and we put that into a video e-course. And we've had a lot of people be very successful using the blueprint that we gave in our e-course and we just want to help as many people as we can and um we also have ebooks and other documents as well that you can find so just um click the link in our instagram bio if you follow us on twitter or other social medias and our personal 
those links are there as well. But vending.university on Instagram is where you're gonna find all the game at. These guys got a lot of people following them, y'all. So um, thank you for coming on once again. Thank you all for watching this episode, you know, uh, with these wonderful guys, man, Joseph and Ben. And uh, hey, see you in the next episode, y'all. Uh, remember, subscribe on YouTube, Pocket Value Podcast. Um, hit up our our Instagram Instagram page. And hey, send us a send us some 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 questions if you want. Uh, send them some questions. Reach out to them. And uh, hey, they could take it from there. All right. So see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.